on this episode of What the Gut. There's a lot of things missing when it comes to female coaching. So if we all trained like males, then it would get to a point where we were all getting injured and things like nutrient timing matters so much more for women. You're listening to the What the Gut podcast, where busy moms can come for a holistic approach to health and vitality. I'm Allison, your host, a holistic health and wellness coach. In this space, we'll dive into the intricacies of achieving holistic wellness while balancing the demands of daily life as a busy mom. What the Gut is your haven for navigating the challenges that come with juggling numerous tasks while aiming for a healthier, more balanced life. Join me as we uncover practical solutions to common health hurdles from managing fatigue to understanding all things gut health. Through insightful discussions, actionable insights, and tailored lifestyle strategies, my goal here is to empower you to embrace a vibrant, nourishing life while saying goodbye to being overwhelmed and exhausted. So if you're ready to embark on this transformative journey towards holistic well-being, hit that subscribe button. Get ready to discover the secrets to thriving in motherhood while nurturing your overall wellness. A quick reminder, everything discussed here is for educational and empowering purposes only and is not intended for personalized medical advice. Consult your personal healthcare provider for personalized medical advice. Welcome to What the Gut, where we create our own path to holistic health, one episode at a time. Today, I'm going to be talking to Josie about endurance and cycle syncing. Cycle syncing is a holistic approach to wellness that really aligns with daily activities, nutrition, and self-care practices within the different phases of a woman's menstrual cycle. Cycle syncing recognizes that hormone fluctuations throughout the menstrual month really can impact energy levels, mood, and physical well-being. By tailoring your lifestyle choices to match the specific needs that you need during each menstrual phase, you can practice cycle syncing to aim to optimize your health, productivity, and overall well-being. I hope you enjoy this one. Hey, Josie, how are you? I'm okay, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to have you here on the podcast. I just want to tell our listeners a little bit about you and then have you tell the rest of your story. I know that you're ex-military and an elite obstacle course racer and health and performance coach, and you work with women now that want to learn how to train in alignment with their female physiology. I know that you focus on mindset and you take a realistic and holistic approach in your training with these women, help them increase the performance and quality of life. And I love that. I would love for you to tell our listeners where you're from and how you got into this. Yeah, so I'm from the UK, which is quite obvious with my voice. I've always been an active person and I have been in the fitness industry since I was about 17 or 18. I really enjoy just doing anything active that includes some kind of adventure. And I just enjoy sort of getting out and about and traveling and stuff like that. In terms of my coaching, I had a few personal things that happened to me that made me realize that there's a lot of things missing when it comes to female coaching. So if we all trained like males, then it would get to a point where we were all getting injured and things like nutrient timing matters so much more for women. So I think 
my passion is definitely about trying to make people question the information that they've been given growing up in terms of fitness and health and just sort of think outside the box and be a bit more critical with their thinking. Yeah, I know that you were ex-military and then you had your own journey through this. I know before we've talked and you've mentioned cycle syncing and really paying attention to the nutrients that women have at certain times of the month, according to their cycle and how that plays a part with their exercise and movement. Can you tell me a little bit more about why we should pay attention to that? Yeah. So my story, it was quite drastic. So I went through quite a few years of just training my ass off and trying really hard with racing, endurance racing and stuff like that. And then it got to a point where I was overtraining. And back in 2019, um, the amount of like toenails I had gave a good indication of like how much I'd been training. And then I had about, say, six weeks of just a really strange illness. And then as soon as I got back to it, I sprained my ankle. And looking back was overtraining and that was me neglecting my nutrition um, and not really knowing much. So fast forward to 2021, been in the military for a little while and I was on a military exercise where I was holding weight on my back that's about half of my body weight so around about sort of 55 pounds in the US and about 25 kilos in UK including my weapon and stuff like that and at the time I was not really thinking about nutrients I wasn't thinking about protein I was using exercise just to make me feel better because the training was very hard um, and then when it came to this exercise my back basically just went numb um, and I was in quite a lot of pain, but because I'm quite good at just getting on with things, I completed the exercise. And at one point I did say my back had gone numb and they just thought it was sort of skin, none of damage, very superficial and very, very long story short. I then had chronic pain for about a year and a half. I broke two ribs and got nerve damage in my back. And that was with no impact. I didn't fall. I didn't get hit with anything. There was no impact. And because I was on the mini pill, they said, have you got menstrual cycles? Have you got a regular period? And I said, oh, well, I'm on the mini pill and it's quite irregular. Then they just completely palmed the idea off of me having any problem with my menstrual cycles, my thyroid, my bone density and stuff like that. So I started doing a qualification by Dr. Stacey Sims called Women Aren't Small Men. And she talks a lot about relative energy deficiency in sport which is where you're not eating enough to sustain yourself or your training. And it can lead to your thyroid downregulating, you getting stress fractures, osteopenia, and then osteoporosis. It can even bring on early menopause. So all of these things, looking back, I wish that the doctor and the physio that I'd spoken to didn't just think, oh, vitamin D, let's get you tested for vitamin D. It would have been a lot better if we'd looked at my thyroid function, and like you know very well, the root cause. So I think even though I'm not degree educated in functional medicine, I'm just trying to make sure that I can find as much as possible information out there and help my clients and make sure that we think of every possible solution to any problem. We look at blood tests and stuff like that. If there are any underlying issues that could be caused by something to do with underfueling or to do with any mental cycle irregularities. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's crazy though and I think that so many people can relate to that because of this injury that's one thing that happens and a lot of times the doctors will just look at one piece of the puzzle and 
you really cannot fully give the whole person the attention that they need unless you look at the bigger picture and try to plug in all those pieces. But through that, you have optimized your health. You feel so much better now. And I see all these things on Instagram. You are always running around doing these obstacle courses and crazy stuff. I need to set goals to do things like that. And that's awesome to see. And it's really encouraging. Whenever you work with clients, do you work with them all in person or virtual? Tell me about that. Yeah, so it's all online. I'm just focusing on the people and we have a good call, just sort of understanding what they're looking for in terms of any endurance sport goals they have or any obstacle course racing goals. And then from there, it's a case of looking at what they're doing at the moment in terms of exercise. We look at where they are, do a benchmark test, look at their nutrition, and then trying to adapt slowly, incorporating habits as well. And then just making sure that goal setting is the main thing, especially in this time of year when it's before the season starts, that kind of thing. And then basically just making everything become second nature. So if someone's new to exercise, making sure that the exercise they're doing to an extent gets boring before they then move up so that I'm not overwhelming people. And I think a lot of it is about spinning plates in this day and age. People can be mums. They can work for a company. They could work for themselves. They also might have hobbies. I've got a client who's also a farmer as well as a part-time job, two children, and she has horses. And you just think if these people try and just throw all of their energy at their training, they are going to get injured and burn out. So definitely a big part of it is just auditing people's lives and making sure that they're happy where they're at and how much time and how much of a priority their fitness is for them, and then just working around that. Yeah. And I know that you said that you don't have university functional medicine training, but you have lived this and been through it. I think experience alone says a lot more sometimes than just the piece of paper on the wall, right? What have you found to be beneficial for either you or your clients as far as eating and paying attention to exercise that you do at certain times of the month based on your cycle or the food, anything kind of related to cycle syncing? Because I'm I'm just really curious. I know a little bit about it and try to follow it, but a lot of people probably don't even know what cycle syncing is. Yeah. That's so whilst I've coached, it has been a case of Going from looking at the general information that I've received in terms of what people can do and then trying to apply it to people who are um, obstacle course racers or endurance runners, anything like that. So basically the general rule of thumb is you want high end strength, that kind of thing in the first half of your cycle. So in the follicular phase, even when you're on your period, if that's comfortable for you and then moving into like hitting PRs and race pace, that kind of thing, just before ovulation. And then after ovulation, it comes to sort of tempo running and more endurance rep range. And then the week or so before your period, it's looking at skill, that kind of thing, to make sure that you're learning how to do things in a compromised state. So you're not like firing on all cylinders at that point. So if you're doing a taper week that week, and you're focusing on a certain skill that you need, say, if you were going on a run and you're an ultra runner, then focusing on technique going downhill, that kind of thing. And then if you were an obstacle course racer, going out and having some fun and just having a bit of a play on obstacle rather than really pushing yourself. Um, And then definitely decreasing the intensity the week before your period. I've found personally that really does help me. 
and I do suffer from menstrual migraines. So if I push myself too much, I'll either see that when I'm on my period, I'll be quite fatigued or I'll end up having a migraine. But if I actually taper the week before my period, then I'll be in a lot better position. But then when it comes to racing season, it is a lot more difficult in terms of trying to fit all of these things and fit them in with your menstrual cycle if you've got quite a few races. So it's looking at your taper weeks and looking at your recovery weeks and seeing if you can somehow manage to cycle sync within that, within like quite a rigid time frame. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you ever work with women who are just trying to get into fitness in a different form? Or do you strictly work with women that are more high intensity runners and do obstacle course type things? Yeah, so I really enjoy working with both of those demographics because I find that I'm lucky with my genes and the fact that I'm naturally quite active and I was brought up to be quite active. I have never struggled with my weight in terms of being overweight, but I've really enjoyed working with people and working out how it would be sustainable for them to lose weight because I do want to make sure that I never allow anyone to have low energy availability. So if people go on crash diets and try and decrease their calories by too much, they are going to downregulate their thyroid and go into potential different sort of injuries and illnesses via that. So yeah, I do really enjoy working with both of those demographics. What does the nutrition aspect look like? What's best for you at certain points or that you have found work better for you? Yeah. So in terms of training, so if you're someone who does like quite long runs at the weekend, that kind of thing, then in the first half of your cycle, your body does metabolize glucose differently. So you don't have to really, really consciously make sure that you're carb loading before and that you're making sure that you eat the specific amount of carbs when you're running and then making sure that you're refueling after. But in the second half of your cycle, it's a little bit harder for your body to store carbs and metabolize them. So it's making sure you've got the right number of gels with you. If you have whole foods like bananas, stuff like that, making sure that everything suits your body and you have the right amount of carbs. And then in terms of just day to day, it's a case of increasing your protein. So your uterus, like your uterine lining is made of free amino acids. So it is a case of increasing your amino acids so that your body can utilize half of them for increasing your uterine lining so that you can have a period. And then the other half is there to help you with all of the activities that you're doing on top of just existing. So they're the two sort of main tips. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, the protein aspect I've known, but I never thought about the fact that before you start your period on day one, all the protein that you really do need for that uterine lining and your activity. That's really interesting. As far as your mental health, how do you think that that plays a role? Yeah, so I have had like a very big journey with my mental health. I got diagnosed with mild PTSD from the military. So I got trauma from that exercise without going into too many details. But I then spoke to a trauma therapist and she said it was probably complex PTSD because the trauma that I got was actually from a different time in my life than these two things connected. And from the mental health issues I've had when I was younger and stuff like that, I do see that mental health isn't just a case of going to the doctors and getting antidepressants and they dish them out like they're sweets in the UK because they seem to need to tick that box of I'm helping that person. I need to make sure that it looks like I've offered them some kind of support. And if you go to the doctors, they're not going to say, let's refer you to the counselling. They'll just say, oh, why don't you try some antidepressants? So 
what I found personally is that working through my trauma that is always connected to your childhood, more or less, and really, really working through it, I can see how far I've got compared to some of my relatives who have never worked through their trauma. It means that I can be a lot more non-judgmental towards the emotions that I feel. And I think with my menstrual cycle, it's the same. So I can step back. I can say, okay, well, I'm a bit tearful. I'm finding my training a bit overwhelming this week or I'm worried about my races. Then I can say, okay, well, actually, I'm in my luteal phase. There's within like 12 days of my period coming. And this is probably why I'm feeling like this. So being able to compartmentalize that is a skill I've got because I've realized that the trauma that I needed to work through, I've identified it and I've worked through it to an extent. But yeah, I think everyone needs talking therapy at some point in their lives just to work through all of that sort of socialization that we've had growing up, all the limiting beliefs that have come from other people. And I completely understand that some of it can be biological, but it definitely is. If you can help yourself rationalize these emotions you feel and then talk to someone like you when it comes to certain symptoms that they might be having, being able to then go, okay, well, this could be high cortisol, this could be high estrogen, and then being able to sort it out there. If you haven't got that basis and that growth mindset, then yeah, mental health is a very, very big aspect of it all. Yeah, I love that. Just it kind of just ties everything together. And I think, you know, you do take such a holistic approach because you've been through even the mental health side of it. And I know that you really do also have to be so in tune with your body and with your hormones whenever you are really trying to heal through trauma. And be sustainable as an athlete too, right? To really pay attention to what you're eating and the thoughts that you're having when you're trying to work through a hard workout. I think that this has been a lot of information and things that women do not think about on a day-to-day basis. Take a step back, be in tune with your body, listen to your body, pay attention to when your cycle is and keeping up with your cycle and how important that can be for mental health, performance, and your nutrition. Is there anything else that you would want other women to know? Yeah, I think self-love and coming from a place of abundance is quite a big thing for me. So making sure that when you're coming into your fitness, you're not saying, oh, well, I want to get rid of this flab. I hate it. Like how I look in this dress, that kind of thing. It's more to do with thinking, I'm good at this thing. I really enjoy, say, endurance running. I've just done my first 5K and I want to look at doing a 10K or a half marathon. To be able to go into that and be like, I'm good at this. I'm proud of myself for being good at this. But now it's time to seek help so that I can realize my goals quicker. I can prevent injury, that kind of thing. And in terms of abundance, it is just sort of looking at your life and making sure that everything is in the right ratio for you. So if your children are your main priority, then it is a case of saying, okay, well, I value this. This is something that I'm good at. I love childcare. I love watching my children grow up. But I want to increase my fitness so that I can be there for them. And making sure that all of your goals align and the why is there and stuff like that, that definitely helps. And then in terms of what I offer at the moment, so I do a six-month package and then looking to increase the duration of that at the moment just because I can see that it's good to have really long-term goals to work towards. You can find me on my Instagram and there's a link in my bio for you to book a call with me just to see if it is the right thing for you. Yeah, awesome. Well, I'll love that and I'll be sure to 
link that in the show notes. And thank you so much for being here today, Josie. This was really, really awesome. My pleasure. Yeah, it's really nice to speak to you. Thank you for being a part of my journey on What the Gut podcast. For a deeper dive into today's topics, head over to allisonandwellness.com slash whatthegut or find the detailed show notes linked below. Hey, and don't miss out on future episodes. Hit that subscribe button. And if you love this one, please leave me a review. Let's keep the conversation going over on Instagram. Connect with me and stay updated and engaged with my awesome community. Plus, share these valuable insights with your tribe. They deserve to feel as amazing as you do. You can find me at Allison underscore and underscore wellness on Instagram. Your support means the world to me. I'm looking forward to our next awesome chat. But until then, stay curious. Don't drink too much coffee. Keep the vibrant energy flowing and take care of your gut. Catch you real soon. Oh, and hey, if you're ready to dive deeper into personalized wellness, check out my one-on-one health coaching program at allisonandwellness.com. Let's make your journey to holistic health truly transformative.